0: Hi, I'm Mitch Merkin. Welcome to our Voices of VA Research podcast series. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Paula Schnurr, Director of VA's National Center for PTSD. Dr. Schnurr is a psychologist and one of the nation's leading figures in PTSD and trauma research. She is currently one of the lead investigators on a major clinical trial called Comparative Effectiveness Research in Veterans with PTSD. The acronym is SERV PTSD. The study is funded by the VA Cooperative Studies Program. The trial has been underway a couple of years now and it is still recruiting at nearly 20 VA medical centers nationwide. In all, 900 veterans will take part. Notably, this is believed to be the largest clinical trial ever done comparing psychotherapies for PTSD. In a nutshell, the study is a head-to-head comparison of the two main psychotherapies that VA recommends for the treatment of PTSD. One is called Prolonged Exposure Therapy, or PE. The other is Cognitive Processing Therapy, or CPT. Dr. Schnorr, welcome to Voices of VA Research. Before we talk about the CERV PTSD trial specifically, please give us a bit of background on the use of these two psychotherapies in VA.
1: VA and the Department of Defense have a practice guideline for PTSD with a a new version that was just issued in June of 2017 and the recommended first-line treatment is a trauma focused psychotherapy even above the best medications and other types of psychotherapies now beginning in 2006 VA began a program to train VA therapists in two of the most effective of the trauma-focused psychotherapies, cognitive processing therapy and prolonged exposure. However, it's important to remember that we also offer eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is also uh, known as EMDR, which is also one of these trauma-focused therapies, as as well as other types of trauma-focused therapy that may be effective. However, the national initiative has trained upwards of 7,000 people in cognitive processing therapy, which is known as CPT, or prolonged exposure, which is known as PE.
0: So the focus in this study is on PE and CPT, even though there are other types of psychotherapy that VA offers.
1: That's right, and we thought that the comparison between PE and CPT was particularly important because those are the two treatments we have implemented in the national training program. They also are different treatments theoretically and in the way they are uh, delivered, and people do have preferences for, often will have preferences for one versus
0: the other. In practice, how does a therapist decide which therapy will be best for a particular veteran?
1: Exactly what is done may vary between therapists and across VA sites, but at all VA facilities, patients have access to these treatments. And so there is some discussion either one-on-one between a patient and a therapist and or with uh, a a larger group, many sites use orientation sessions uh presenting to a, a group of uh, patients of veteran patients who can ask questions uh, and learn in the group format uh, then that typically would be followed by either a person making a decision. At some sites, the person might say, I really want PE, for example, and they would get assigned to a PE therapist. In some cases, that decision would get made once the person was assigned to a therapist. In addition, our national center has developed a decision aid to help patients determine the the, uh, kind of treatment they think they would like or that they would like to learn more about to help inform the discussion with their therapist. Patient preference is critical and it's factored into uh, decision-making. Now, a particular therapist may choose to tell a particular patient uh, why um, why the therapist thinks, uh, say, PE or CPT might be better, Mm -hmm. but But this is all about conversation, and patient preference is a critical component of of any decision-making.
0: Tell me a little bit more about these two psychotherapies. What are the principles underlying them, and how exactly do they work? So
1: prolonged exposure is based on the uh, assumption that the patient's avoidance of memories the painful memories associated with the traumatic experience drives the PTSD symptoms and maintains the PTSD symptoms. And so in prolonged exposure, the focus is on processing the trauma memory so that the memory is is a memory, uh, a, a a painful memory, but a memory that is no longer overwhelming. Again, the idea that People avoid the memory which which makes sense mm-hmm. uh that for example it's typical when we think of something that uh upsets us, we may distract ourselves in in some way or blank out stop uh, thinking about the the memory Um uh, but in order, the belief in prolonged exposure is that in order to fully process that memory and have it no longer uh, dominate a, a person's life, uh, it, it's necessary to integrate that memory into the broader context of, of the memories that we have. And so it's done by repeatedly retelling the story of, of a traumatic experience in a vivid way over time listening to a making a, a recording of that retelling and listening to that repeatedly with the idea that this re- repetition uh, decreases the uh distress and that's been proven uh time and time again in studies showing that PE is an effective treatment now uh in Cognitive processing therapy, certainly avoidance is a concern because uh, regardless of the, the theories about PTSD, it's a prominent symptom and we think helps maintain the uh, the symptoms. In cognitive processing therapy, the focus is more on the person's thoughts rather than the trauma memory itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the original version of cognitive processing therapy, people would write out a, a trauma narrative that they used in the therapy, although not repeatedly and in, intensively like like in uh, PE. Mm-hmm. But uh, more, more currently, the, the newest versions of cognitive processing therapy just focus on thoughts and helping patients analyze and challenge their thoughts. Uh, related to some themes uh such as uh feelings of safety and and competence and and in essence, okay. taking a critical approach to the thoughts about the traumatic uh, experience. Now, the therapist isn't at all trying to tell a patient what to think and telling a patient what is right and wrong. Rather, the therapist is helping the patient learn skills to do that critical examination themselves. CPT works as well, as, as, and we think so far the data suggests they, that uh, there's equivalent benefit, although there's only been one head-to-head trial of PE and CPT, and so that's why we're doing the large VA cooperative study to make this uh, comparison.
0: Dr. Schnurr, what role, if any, did VA play in developing these psych- psychotherapies?
1: Well, certainly VA played a key role in the cognitive processing therapy because we did the first study of CPT for veterans. Uh, Also, the VA cooperative study that Matt Friedman and Chuck Engel and I did uh, was the first study of any kind of treatment for uh, female veterans with PTSD. So VA played a crucial role in investigating these treatments and demonstrating their efficacy in veteran patients.
0: Based on the research that's been done so far, do we know anything about which types of patients will tend to do better with PE and which ones will do better with CPT? Or to look at this question from a slightly different angle, which types of patients tend to get referred for one therapy versus the other?
1: Well, that's a great question. Just this morning, in fact, I was reviewing a paper that had investigated Factors related to receiving PE or CPT. I have also been part of some studies and and um, Have read further studies uh, interviewing clinicians about their beliefs uh, Regarding who might be better for PE or CPT, but the answer is we really don't know Mm. and so it is certainly the case that clinicians have belief, in addition to patient preferences, which uh, should be, uh, in, in my view, patient preferences should be the uh, ultimate determinant. Right. But, but uh, clinician beliefs are based on experience, which is valuable, but in my view also not a substitute for evidence. And so what we're trying to do in our comparison of PE and CPT is also address this question of what works best for which patients, so that clinicians, patients, policymakers can use that information in trying to help patients get the best treatment for them.
0: This is a pretty large trial with 900 patients. Will that allow you to stratify the results so you can go beyond the big picture of which therapy seems to be more effective overall and drill down into particular subgroups of patients and say, okay, this therapy seems to work better for women and this one for men, or this one seems to be better for older patients and this one for younger ones.
1: Typically, when you determine power for a trial, you have some sense of the size of the effect you're looking for, Mm -hmm. and the lack of evidence made that very challenging. Mm -hmm. So we have... Created a study that is is very large and we believe will be is large enough for stratifying the data along meaningful lines to find at least moderate uh, effects and so for example we we, we have nine hundred patients proposed in the trial. And currently, about 20% of them are women. So if we hit our target, we will have a very large number of women to compare with men. In fact, the number of women we have, which would be, if I do the math quickly in my head, that would be 180 women. That's actually larger than many studies of PTSD treatment that include both men and women and all of the comparison groups. So it's certainly the case that there will be Smaller and smaller subgroups, especially if we combine factors, mm. but for some of the main considerations and, and gender is is really at the top of my list and followed by things like trauma type and and war era and age uh, I think we're and also race and ethnicity we we also we will have enough statistical power to uh, make uh, meaningful conclusions about the effect of those factors.
0: Based on what we've seen in VA mental health clinics over the past few years, do the two therapies seem to have similar retention rates, or do veterans seem more likely to drop out with one versus the other?
1: The trauma-focused therapies, and in general, these therapies are cognitive behavioral manualized therapies, have uh, fairly uh, similar uh, retention rates, somewhere in the range of... um, Uh, say 60 to 70 percent you know it's interesting there was a recent uh, meta-analysis looking at dropout from cognitive behavioral therapies and sometimes we hear uh, in the media and other and even in the scientific literature concerns that PE and CPT have unacceptably high dropout but in fact PTSD and trauma-focused treatment were more in the middle of the pack when it comes to looking at cognitive behavioral therapies in general for all disorders.
0: Dr. Schnurr, once this trial is completed, do you think your team will want to do further trials comparing PE and or CPT to other types of treatment for PTSD, such as EMDR or other forms of psychotherapy that are also in use in VA?
1: For me, the next thing I want to do is investigate strategies to enhance the effectiveness of the treatments that work. Our treatments work well, but they don't work well enough for enough people yet. Mm-hmm. And finding the ways to boost their effectiveness, uh, I think, is, is very important. Rather than developing new therapies or just switching to new therapies, I think we have to try to find ways to enhance what we have now. So one, one angle on this is enhancing patient engagement. Some people sign up for treatment and they never come or they only come for a few sessions. Now certainly people are looking at this currently. Uh, uh, some people are also looking at medications to enhance uh, psychotherapy. Other people are looking at strategies such as having peer supporters. I'm not sure what I am going to do next, but I, I think my next comparison won't be another head to head. Rather, it will be some way to try to help VA learn more about how we can enhance these already effective therapies that we offer.
0: Speaking of ways to enhance the effectiveness or reach of the current therapies, I know that many veterans, especially those who live in rural areas, receive psychotherapy via secure video conferencing setup and in some cases, and maybe this is still more experimental, therapists are using virtual reality to help simulate war zones and provide exposure therapy. Do you believe the results of the CERV PTSD trial will give an accurate picture of how PE and CPT compare with each other regardless of whether they are delivered with the aid of telehealth or other newer technologies?
1: There's already studies showing that PE and CPT are effective when delivered by telehealth. And and so I don't think that this trial would have any real impact on conclusions from the, the telehealth work. Virtual reality is something different it's a different modality, which is in fact an in person therapy, but using technology to uh, support the imaginal exposure in fact to make it virtual rather than a- imaginal so in, in just to back up in prolonged exposure, the person is asked to uh, retell the the trauma narrative in as vivid a first person way as possible. In virtual reality, technology will be used to create a visual and sensory experience that may not exactly match the person's experience, although many elements can be added to a virtual uh, reality exposure to make it as customized as uh, possible. But these are different ways of doing the in-person treatment. We don't know very much about how virtual reality compares to standard in-person exposure, but there was one recent trial suggesting that the in-person had uh, somewhat better benefits than the the virtual benefits. It's only one trial, but what I would say is is that because we are delivering this all in standard format, I I don't know that the results would be relevant to interpreting a virtual reality trial.
0: Dr. Schnorr, I'd like to ask you about the fact that veterans in in this trial, in addition to receiving one of the two psychotherapies, may also be receiving other treatment for their PTSD, such as medication, or for that matter, they may be meditating. How can you be sure that the changes you see in their symptoms are a result of the PE or CPT and not a result of some other treatment or self-care intervention that they're participating in?
1: Because participants are randomized to treatment, some medications may have different effects than other medications, but the randomization should help balance any... Of those kind of effects across the treatment groups. What we do, however, is ensure that participants are on a stable regimen, and we try to discourage unnecessary medication changes during the trial. If if a medication prescriber feels something is warranted, the the, uh, participant uh, wants a medication change that is being recommended, we certainly allow it, and then we, we measure it, and we will take that into account when we analyze the data. In our prior study of of PE for women veterans, We looked at this in a a couple ways, and what we found is that the medication seemed to have have no effect uh, in moderating the treatment outcome and in changing the treatment outcome. When we looked a little more deeply at type of medication, the only thing that we found was that women who were taking benzodiazepines, such as um, Xanax, had less response to the comparison treatment, present-centered therapy but that the, even taking benzodiazepines, which some people had hypothesized would reduce the effectiveness of PE, we found no evidence of that. Now, that's not the same as a designed experiment to examine the effects of uh, benzodiazepines, and there is one trial suggesting that uh, that these kind of medications could uh, interfere with uh, the benefits of prolonged exposure. But Uh, That also may reflect a direction for my future research. As I was saying, I want to to look further at how we can enhance medications and understanding how to combine the best medications and the best psychotherapies is important.
0: The men and women taking part in SERVE PTSD are all veterans. To what extent will the results of the trial be applicable to civilians with PTSD?
1: We believe there will be a lot of generalizability of the VA data to the civilian population for a couple reasons. Even though everyone in our trial has military-related PTSD, many of them have multiple traumas that have occurred before and after their military service as well as during their military service. Many of them have, are focusing on these non-military traumas in the course of treatment because these are the traumas that are most severe. For example, someone may have had childhood sexual abuse and served in the military and had a car accident, may have chosen to focus on the car accident or the childhood sexual abuse. These are civilian traumas. And so we, we think the results will generalize much more broadly to the, the population of men and women uh, in the U.S.
0: Dr. Schnorr, thanks for helping our audience learn about this exciting trial now underway in VA. Is there anything you'd like to add that we didn't touch on?
1: The one thing that, for me, it's been a real privilege as a VA investigator to get to do research like this. People outside the VA are typically uh, amazed by what we can do because of our large network and the support from ORD.
0: And actually, one more question, if I may, Dr. Schnurr. I understand that the National Center for PTSD has a PTSD treatment decision aid that is on your website that could be of great assistance to veterans or the family members who are interested in learning more about the different PTSD treatments that VA can offer them. Would you say a word about that?
1: Regardless of the results of our trial, whether we find that PE or CPT is better and what works for which patients, The PTSD decision aid that we've developed at the National Center for PTSD is a really important tool to help veterans pick the the treatment that is best for them.
0: And that's a great note to end on. I want to thank Dr. Paula Schnorr for talking with us today. To learn more about her team's work on behalf of veterans, please visit the website of the National Center for PTSD. That's ptsd.va.gov. To learn more about VA research in general, visit research.va.gov. I'm Mitch Merkin. Thanks for joining us on Voices of VA Research.